You're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for On The Go. Hey, Bethany, have you ever seen a dolphin in real life? Hey, Chad. Yes, I have. You did? I have. Yeah, in the wild? Like like you rode one or... Dolphin riding, no. <laughs> Swam with no. one. I don't think people ride dolphins, do so. they? No, in the aquarium. Oh, yeah. Okay, then I have seen a dolphin, too. Yeah. And um, Flipper, he was a dolphin. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's what we got on this whole subject to talk about dolphins, because um, you were teaching the kids school. I was, yeah. So um, I started schooling the kids at home, and... I like to pick certain animals for them to learn about because it just makes it fun. And I chose to do dolphins one day. And I thought, you know, they're just neat animals, pretty easy, pretty simple to to get to the point because their attention span is small. So (laughs) let's go for it. And I started reading this lesson about dolphins and it really surprised me because I found out they're actually way nicer than most humans. (laughs) They're pretty cool creatures. Well, Flipper, I mean, he was always like... Kind of like Lassie, right? Come into the day saving. Wasn't that how it happened? I'm not sure. Okay. Well, anyway, this isn't really about Flipper. All right. <laughs> We're learning about real dolphins. Real dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> not the kind in the movie. <laughs> so one of the websites that I was, I was reading from, um, it actually says, bottlenose dolphins may aid ill or injure dolphins. They may stand by and vocalize, or they may physically support the animal at the surface so it can breathe. So these animals are pretty much like family. They're they're together in this community. They look out for one another. That was something you were talking about when I shared with you. Mm-hmm. And they actually, the research even shows they've seen dolphins that stay together for longer than 20 years in pairs and that they, they stick together that long. Yeah. And what I just read right there is that they identify when somebody is in need, mm-hmm. when another one is either sick, physically injured, um, cannot make it to the surface, mm-hmm. and they encourage or support or lift up the other dolphin. It's pretty cool. And, and when we think about dolphins as the example of the ultimate encourager that comes alongside somebody and picks them up or goes and gets help when it's needed or whatever, we think about the encouragement that we have in one another in Christ. And think about a brother or sister in Christ that has come into your life and sometimes maybe goes out of your life, comes back in later times, whatever, but is there for you to be that that encouragement, just like the dolphins where you would lift each other up. And that's how we can be to each other mm-hmm. in Christ. So we know that this is a topic we've actually covered a couple of times in mm-hmm. our previous episodes, but encouragement is actually really vital to our Christian faith, to our Christian walk. And we wanted to bring that background again, to bring it to the forefront of your minds. And this time we're using the example of a dolphin because it's cool. It's real. It's something yeah. that they do that God gave them that instinct. And we see why, because it, it is a very vital part of their community to keep one another encouraged, to keep one another going, look out for each other. So we wanted to do another episode instead of, you know, the encouragement continues. The encouragement is now. 
And, and that's what we've got to do is continue to encourage each other, especially now in the times that we're in. A lot of people are going through things and we need to be there for each other um, in daily life, but also in ministry. And that's in scripture where we see an example uh, in ministry where Paul, Apostle Paul, was greatly encouraged by Barnabas. And if it wasn't for Barnabas, who knows what would have happened to Paul? Right. He may never have became the Apostle Paul that we all know um, because people did not trust him. I mean, Paul was persecuting Christians mm -hmm. and literally killing Christians and then becomes a Christian. And so the Christians were terrified of this man. Exactly. And then all of a sudden the rumor starts going, oh, hey, Paul's a Christian now. And it's like, yeah, okay, sure. You know, the, like you're telling me, He's a dolphin uh, when you knew that was a shark. <laughs> so they were terrified. Sure. In fact, it says, this is Acts chapter 9, verse 26. And when Saul, they was Saul before Paul. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples. But they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. Mm -hmm. But Barnabas, they thought it was a trick. You know, He's just going to act like he's one of us and then have us all taken away. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. And he was with them coming in and going out at Jerusalem. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Grecians, but they were about to slay him. So Barnabas really vouched for him. And Barnabas was trusted. They knew him. He comes to the scene and says, hey, it's true. I've seen it. Right. He's legit. It's Paul. And he's now a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so the people received him. Well, you have to also remember, like, Paul, or at this point, who's still called Saul, he had come to the understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So he was excited. Mm-hmm. But that was probably one of the biggest discouragements that he had faced early mm. on was that, well, nobody believes me. I've had this, this <laughs> yeah. transformation. I see and I believe the gospel and I want to preach it and I want to share and I want to share in the ministry and they won't let me because of my testimony. So he is in this mm -hmm. point of discouragement. And that's why it's so vital for us to see the importance that Barnabas has in this situation. Mm -hmm. So first off, acknowledging that there is a problem. Somebody is down in the pits, I mean, I would I would think so. And then we have the second point of Barnabas and how he saw that there was a problem. Mm -hmm. He saw that Paul's discouraged and he can be used in the ministry just because yes. of his past. It doesn't define who he is and how God's going to use him because the Lord says that he's going to use Paul and Barnabas knows that. So he takes that step to say, first, I'm going to vouch for him. Yeah. And then second, I'm going to work with him. Mm -hmm. Help him in the way. And together they they got to really, I'm sure, were, you know, just on fire in the ministry, going from town to town, reaching people. You can imagine the camaraderie and the relationship that would build between Paul and Barnabas. So much that um, you would think they're inseparable. But chalk and awe comes and they split. And what causes their split is John Mark. John Mark actually abandoned Paul previously in the in the ministry. They were continuing on from to village to village, and John Mark was like, "I I gotta go," and right. he did not continue. That really hurt Paul 
that discouraged Paul that somebody bailed. And then years later, or some time later, um, John Mark is back and wants to go with them into the ministry again. And Paul says, no, because you walked out on us before. I can't trust you to come with me again. So here's what picks up in Acts 15, uh, 15, 36. And some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. And Barnabas determined to take with them John Mark. But Paul thought not good to take John Mark with them, who had departed them from the previous city and would not and did not go on with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. Do we know why John Mark stopped following? We do not. We don't have scripture to support this, so I'm just speaking freely here, at assessing the situation. Possibly it's that Barnabas saw where he could have been an encouragement to John Mark in the past, and John mm. Mark fell off the bandwagon, so to speak, because there was no encouragement yeah. in the ministry. They were doing their thing, but like they were laser-focused ahead, not across the board looking at each other and saying, like, are we in this? Are we doing this? Are you okay? Yeah. They were just focused on moving ahead, and it's possible that you know Mark got discouraged, and he stopped. Yeah. And then when he came back, Barnabas thought, you know, well, hey, I see an opportunity now. I missed that opportunity before. And because my name literally means son of encouragement, right? Isn't that what Barnabas means? Yeah. That he had that gift. Mm -hmm. And maybe he saw, okay, you know, we missed the opportunity last time. We didn't encourage him. Let me go after him now. Just like a dolphin would say, you need some help. Let me get you to the service. Let, Let me encourage you. Let me push you up, lift you up to get that breath of air that you need. Yeah, Paul, on the other hand, is like, hey, you rolled out on us before, and so you're not coming I don't with us trust again. you. Yeah. Kind of like others didn't trust him didn't, to begin with. Exactly. So, <laughs> moral of the story here is a lot, actually, but look out for where you can be an encouragement. Mm-hmm. I know we've said this in previous episodes, but we want it to be at the forefront of your mind because it is... It's so vital. You know, small things. It doesn't have to be that you take somebody in ministry with you and mm-hmm. you become a missionary. You don't. You don't have to be a Paul. You don't have to be a John Mark, but you really have to try and see where God can use you as a Barnabas. That's right. And you know, I've been hearing um, a lot of testimonies lately. And when I hear the testimony, it's it, I'm seeing a common theme, theme behind them. And it starts off with somebody saying, I started meeting with this guy, or this guy took me to breakfast, or this couple in church started meeting with me after church or something. And it... and they just started getting breakfast together or getting mm-hmm. lunch and getting dinner and talking and like building a relationship. And that person was the one that then really introduced them to the faith to where then they, they came to know Christ. And I always think, wow, if it wasn't for that, at some point, some person took the initiative to say, let me meet with you. Let's hang out. Um, let's connect. And, and then steered them towards God. So if it starts with us, the question is, where do I start? What can I do this week? What can I do today to start? 
who needs encouragement, pick up the phone, text, call, email, whatever. Start today. Call (laughs) 1-800-ENCOURAGE-NOW. 